Bonus show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Small Council Radio. I definitely want to implement some more of these bonus shows, especially because we had that really long hiatus. I'd like to get back on track. Uh, I'd love to, you know, be on track to have, you know, by the end of the year, I like to have at least uh, 52 episodes, you know, one per week, uh, and sometimes even more if possible. You know, just trying to bring you guys as much content as I can because um, I know with uh, everything going on, um, it's getting harder and harder for some of the content creators out there to make content. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to kind of jump into what I normally talk about at the end, and that's that if you can support uh, or are looking to support a content creator in any way, definitely go look for some that are, you know, that have a Patreon or some sort of uh, like a subscribe star. That way you can help uh, support them. And if you can't uh, help support them financially, which I totally get, um, you know, everyone's got, you know, things going on, uh, just look to share their content out. And I'm talking about all the content creators out there. So, uh, you know, it's, like I said, uh, some of the content creators out there put so much work into their content. Uh, I'm not going to try to, you know, make you guys think that I I put in, a decent amount of time with, you know, trying to do the shows every single week. But as far as, like, the amount of effort it puts, uh, I've put into, like, these shows, um, the reason I do it on Blog Talk is it makes it super simple for me. Um, and what I'm getting at is uh, not to, you know, there's tons of content creators out there. I just, there's one that always pops into my head first, and that's Sunday Slaughter. Uh, Chris Tran puts so much work into his content. Like it, it's like a job, you know, and and so if you're able to help support any content creator, whether it be Sunday Slaughter or someone else, definitely go uh, give it a look. Even if it's one dollar a month, uh, you know, two dollars, something like super small. And again, if you can't financially, definitely just uh, share out their content. And I know anything is appreciated, you know, uh, and the content creators out there are awesome, awesome people. So uh, with that said, if you have, as usual, not uh, as usually that I say, um, if you haven't already seen the title, uh, we're going to be discussing the LVO recap, which is the Las Vegas Open that happened on uh, Friday and Saturday, I believe. Um, with and we have with us uh, the first place winner, our uh, our own uh, co-host uh, Craig. And thank you so much for coming on, not only as uh, a co-host but also as uh, a guest. Well, thank you. I do enjoy so, being here, of course. So I'm super excited to kind of get into your rounds and what you faced. But first, I wanted to start with uh, kind of the atmosphere of. Um, of the tournament and you know I had bought a ticket uh, I'm one of those many people that uh, bought a ticket and I didn't get a refund I didn't do anything I just uh, I just couldn't make it um, for those that uh, read uh, that listened to uh, is, I think it was two episodes ago um, I ended up getting uh, you know COVID and I was out of work for two and a half weeks and then right after getting better, I went into work and I got a promotion. So with all of that 
um, me needing to work extra hours to make up for that and having extra responsibilities, I had to unfortunately um, cancel my LVO trip. Um, so what I'm getting at is that I'm super excited to hear, like, what the atmosphere was like, um, you know, the venue, just all the uh, uh, extra stuff. Uh, would you mind telling us about uh, all that? Yeah, well, for, first off, it's Vegas. So if you're making a trip to Vegas, you have to make it an actual trip and not just I'm going to show up, sleep in the hotel, play a couple games, and go home. So <clears throat> you have all the side stuff going on. You have the shows that your wife wants you to go to and, you know, to get her to let you go on the trip. <laughs> then you have the food. <laughs> the food out there was awesome. Uh, a little bit expensive, but it was awesome. So, I mean, you know, you have the strip, you have everything. It's Vegas and everything that comes along with Vegas. And so the trip itself, the tournament was only a part of it. Um, but getting act, actually getting into the tournament, it was great there as well. Um, there were several large halls full of people playing 40K and Star Wars Legion and Song of Ice and Fire and pretty much every game you could think of. So, I mean, it was a, it was a fairly large con with a lot of people. Um, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, with flying there, flying back, negative 10 degree weather to 60 degree weather, back to 20 degree weather. My sinuses are going nuts, so I'm gonna cough a bit. So I apologize. But uh, yes, yeah, so the atmosphere is great. Uh, the people were great. Um, as far as uh, a song of ice and fire people, um, it's my first trip out to that part of the country for this. So I got to meet a lot of people that I hadn't previously. Uh, Carl being one. Carl Kirsten. I have to give a huge shout-out to him for everything he did to make sure the tournament even happened um, because the original TOs had to back out. He stepped up in a big way, so hats off to him, and he is appreciated. But there's a great group of gamers out there, and it was good to, to meet them and and all that. There were also a lot of Midwesterners that I see at just about every tournament, so it was good to see some familiar faces as well, like John Hurley and Dakota, who I think might come on later, and yeah, so it was all around just a, a great, a fun time. That's awesome. Like, I can't tell you how disappointed I am that I had to miss it. Um, you know, even with everything going on, I thought to myself, how can I, how can I make this work? But I just, there is like almost no way without like uh, having to like dip into savings and find out, you know, all these different uh, things I was going to have to take care of with work and then run the risk of looking bad at work, you know, taking a vacation immediately after a promotion. <laughs> so, uh, man, I'm, I'm super jealous and I'm super excited for you. Um, you know, uh, I was really confident for you when, uh, when I knew that you were going to for sure be going, because obviously with so many things happening, you just, you just didn't know who was going to be able to go until you actually were there. Um, Right, but once once I knew you were going for sure, like you were there, I was I was super confident for you because um, I've played you a handful of times, and um, it's always a very hard match. Um, you know, it's you know you're one of those opponent like no opponent you know scares me. Uh, no opponent like super like makes me worried, and that's not to say because I'm such a great player. It's just I try not to let like stuff like that you know get in my head. I just go okay, 
got to, you know, bring my A game. I can't sleep sleep on this person. And, you know, you're always one of those people that's like, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to pull something out of the hat to, you know, make this happen. So I was super confident, uh, especially after you showed me your list. So, um, but we actually do have, uh, Dakota on. Um, I want to bring him on right now. Thank you uh, so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. And uh, I don't want to take the credit for this one. This, uh, you know, we kind of put this show together last minute, and so I wasn't able to get uh, as many people as I would have liked. And so I was super happy when uh, Craig was like, "Hey, you want Dakota on?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." You know, you know, the more the merrier. So, yeah, I was, just, um, I was sitting here just uh, messaging, you know, messaging him, and then he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, we're about starting here in four minutes," and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on. I'm not doing anything anyways." <laughs> he's actually getting ready to paint some, but it's like, "Yeah, I can wait." <laughs> awesome. Um, and no promises uh, because uh, it, his, he's in a car that's kind of noisy. I am working to get Carl on as well. So we'll see if we can make that work. Um, I, t- I told him that, you know, the noise is no problem. You know, we'll try to minimize it with me, like, muting when he's not talking. Um, and because uh, I would definitely love to hear from him because he's, he's an awesome guy. And like you said, Craig, you know, he always steps up into these roles when, uh, when others are unable to or others have to back out. And uh, but with that said, um, you know, we'll we'll jump right into it. Uh Craig, uh, what, uh, what, before you jump into your first game, what were your thoughts when you saw the number of players, what everyone was playing, uh, the people themselves that you, you either know from online or in person? Well, at first I was a little disappointed uh, in that you weren't able to make it. Uh, Chris Tran wasn't able to make it. Even that Brett guy that's occasionally on, he wasn't able to make it. So I was like, eh, you know, all the, all the guys that I'm used to seeing weren't there. It's like, well, it kind of sucks, but people here, and I was actually really excited to see all the new people um, because it's always fun to play new people, and you, you never know what you're going to get. I was nervous because because of that. Like, well, I don't know who these people are. Are they good? Are they not good? You know, so it was kind of – I was just kind of feeling it, feeling my way along as I went, if that makes sense. But no, yeah, I gotcha. Especially, you know, because that's that's kind of how I felt when I went back, uh, let's say, a couple months ago now to Gamers Haven. You know, I knew Chris, and I had kind of known a couple other people from like online, just you know, some interaction. But for the most part, you know, everyone there, even the owner, was kind of new for me. So it, it's definitely a different experience than, you know going to an event uh like let's say the last one we went to at family time uh and it's like oh man you got a lot of big names here you kind of know that to expect uh, a hard match every round um pretty much unless you get lucky and you know get you know someone that is not like super great like first round but after that if you're winning you know it's it's an uphill battle for sure um dakota uh what are your what were your th- thoughts uh for like the same question yeah you know going into it i mean it was you know it was unfortunate there were quite a few good players that uh couldn't make the trip for various reasons um 
So, you know, that was a little disappointing, but there was still a great turnout. You know, there's 22 players um, that showed up and yeah, it's one of those things too. When you see the people there, you're like, okay, you're in, you're in for some good games. Uh, uh, pretty much every round. Yeah, I will say going into an event like that where I don't know very many people, it's the people I don't know that concern me because I don't know what to expect. I don't know how mm-hmm. they play, how they think. Once you know somebody, you can read their tells. I can look him in the eye and tell whether he's got the card I need to worry about or not. You know, or, or you know how to play people that you've played before. But when you're playing new people, this guy might be the best best player within five states, but you've never heard of him, so you take him lightly and then you're done. You know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. You misread him. A um, hundred things can go wrong when you're facing the unknown. Especially, uh, you know, I want to mention, uh, I didn't realize uh, Carl was the one with that Stark list um, that you're mentioning with Great John. Um, uh, I'm not. sure you probably... Oh, he's not? Nope. Uh, Carl and the other... Gentleman. Oh, there are two. Yep. Um, was there two or three? Because uh, there's three. John Hurley also oh. had a great John <laughs> uh, on the and I'm surprised. You know, you know. Disclaimer: I don't think Great John is horrible, uh, and I say that because of what I'm about to say is that I definitely don't see him as like the top. Um, so I'm, I'm, I am surprised to see all three Stark players that are uh, the top three Stark players all have a Great John list, um, but. Uh, but I mean that's good to that, see. It's it shows that I should probably get Great John on the table a bit more. I agree with you, and that tells me that uh, I still have a little bit more to learn about this game because all three did very well. Yeah, um, and that's why I thought Carl was the one you were referring to, and then actually John Hurley is the next Dark player. So the one you're referring to, I think, is the one after that. Um, but I'm. I'm assuming that's probably has a lot to do with just tiebreakers at that point, you know, because you can be, you could have the same record as someone and somehow be like five places down, you know. So, um, but anyways, um, so last question before we get into your guys's matches, uh, Craig, what uh, um, what were your thoughts when you saw the breakdown of factions, and were you worried at all when you saw kind of like what you might be up against? Uh, there were a couple lists that had me slightly concerned. Uh, one was John Hurley's. It had double heavy Cav, one being Tully Cav, one being the Boltons. Um, and then it was an edit. It had Eddard um, in his Honor Guard. And the reason that list concerned me wasn't so much that, ooh, Eddard's scary or whatever. It was that, okay, his entire list is three-up armor saves. Uh, I have very limited Sundering, so my ability to get through that armor is limited, and he almost matches me for speed, so he's almost as fast as I am, but he stays around a lot longer than I do, so if I run into that and he turns into a grinding match, I'm in trouble. Um, Another list that concerned me is one we'll get to, uh, because I actually had to play it, but it was uh, Roos in Lannister's. Again, double heavy calf because for the same reason I just mentioned. And Roos and Tywin NCU. So those are all hard counters to what I'm trying to do. And the last one was ran by some guy from out in Ohio, and it was double scorpions. And I'm sure he'll tell you all about it later, but <laughs> it was another another hard counter for myself. 
So I was a little nervous about playing that one, too. It, it was scenario-dependent, you know, as he and I discussed quite a bit, that wrong scenario, I win, right scenario, he wins type of thing, and that's never a place I want to be at. So, yeah, those three lists were the ones that stood out to me. Other than that, it was just, well, lots of John lists. I see John all the time. That's not a problem. You know, I'm comfortable playing against that. So, and then the Drogo list, but... I know Drogo inside and out, so again, it wasn't really a concern. So before I get to you, Dakota, I do. I did. Uh, I was able to get Carl on. Thank you uh, so much for coming on, Carl. Oh, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, how about yourself? Um, a little queasy. A little hungover. <laughs> um, a little tired. That's understandable. Exhausted. Yeah. Um, but uh, just full of joy, though. It was a fantastic weekend. That's awesome. And, Thanks, you know, uh, yeah, I was, I was about to say, you know, I, I know I didn't go, but I'm still thankful for, you know, you uh, jumping into the role and making it happen still because with everything going on you know we what we definitely need more of is some big events going on and uh i'm you know you know i'm super happy yeah uh, yeah uh, um um i guess i guess it was just uh instinct natural reaction to just be like uh well if if it's either the event gets canceled or i hop in then i'm hopping in so uh, um, but the credit is completely due to Richard and Andrew and Simon for all the uh, all the dope prizes and getting it going and organizing this stuff. I just I was just there. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, kind of the same question I had asked um, Craig uh, Dakota. Were there any like lists that you saw that you were kind of worried about? Um. Yeah, there was one. There was probably two lists. I wasn't thinking of like I was like thinking forward to what I was most worried about. But when I think it came to like the time of the match, it's just like okay, I'm not sure how to deal with them. Um, I would say one was Carl's Great John list, and then the other um, obviously was. I mean, I knew how to deal with it, but it was uh, uh, the Cal Drogo list there um, uh, from uh, Cal Grooney, obviously. So. Uh, those are probably the two lists that I was most concerned about. And then even uh, uh, Carl's, uh, Carl Black, he had a great uh, Cal Drogo list, I thought, um, that I was a little nervous about just for the simple fact he played me in prep getting ready. So he kind of knew how to beat me, um, not even like, beat my Scorpions and not even depending on game mode. So I was like, I don't really want to play Carl because he, he knows the ins and outs of my list um, type of deal. All right, uh, Carl, how about you? Um, were you surprised at all with uh, um, the turnout for uh, the the factions, and uh, were there anything that you saw that you were kind of worried about facing? Uh, no, I, I honestly didn't even really look or think about it. Um, the way I roll is basically, like, if I had to step into this uh, position, then I post my list ahead of time so everyone can see them, cater to them if they want um, because I'm also running it, right? So I don't want to have any weird uh, uh, vibes going uh, as far as me seeing lists people can't see. 
Um, so here's my list ahead of time kind of thing. Um, and and I, I played like two games in the last like two months. So I just like whipped up some lists, you know. And I, I, I had, I think I had only ran, no, I didn't even try that. Roos, I haven't tried either one of those lists yet. I just whipped them up. And I just thought Bruce's cards were uh, going to be great against uh, nice watching these maybe cards, but mostly like there's too many from Free Folk or uh, it really it really shuts down like a, a key charging volley play uh, or something like that. Um, or uh, it actually happened in the event. I, I turned a, what do you call it? I canceled a Tywin. Tywin popped, and I, and I threw down a Roos's card. And uh, he was like, crap, because he didn't have counterplot. And I was like, whoop, there it is. Um, so <laughs> Roos was, was for that, and then and Great John's just for grinding. Um, so as far I, I didn't really, you know, even look and, and, and see what I was good at or anything like that. I was just, I was just happy to play. But... Um, but the, the main thing I was focused on was just trying to get contact, trying to contact people. I was missing a lot of players. A lot of players um, did cancel. They did let me know they weren't coming. But uh, 22, 22 were confirmed, and uh, only like you know half dozen confirmed canceled. So I was missing like 12 to 14 players. They were just ghosts. So that was, that's what I was focused on. Yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a challenge trying to, you know heard a bunch of kittens <laughs> um yeah pretty much i mean i'm glad we had 22 you know um we had some uh, uh an awesome group of friends playing uh, infinity and uh it, it turned out it, it turned out a little even worse for them like they thought they were going to have a, a a larger turnout and, and once again just a lot of people ghosted it was just kind of like that everywhere for for the event due to the situation but yeah Say that um, one more time. Hold on, I got, I got a buddy give me some info. What was it? Twelve hundred signups for forty k, and seven hundred and fifty showed up. So that's a lot of Man. that's a lot of drops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, two fifths or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty much um, like that all, all all throughout the event. Yeah, and. With everything going on, with it being all the way out in Vegas, like, you know, it's going to happen, uh, unfortunately. I, I think uh, as things go on, it will get get better. Um, but with that said, uh, let's jump into uh, Craig. We'll start with you. Um, so tell us about your, uh, your matches and uh, who you had to face, what you had to face, and how they went. All right, so first round was the uh, Belisarius, I believe he goes by on stats. Um, he played Loris Baratheons, and it was fire and blood, which on paper, oh, Drogo against Baratheons. Okay, you know, that's, that's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. But when the game came up and it started, he just went and turtled up on the back, his back table edge, and just kind of sat there. I'm like, wait a minute, I should have to kill something. I should have to kill something. I'm really echoey too, by the way. I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Uh, hmm. Uh, I think it was maybe Carl. Uh, Carl, I just have you muted for right now. I'll uh, I'll unmute you. Uh, um, when you're up. But uh, he had. Um, Playmen and Hedge Knights, one on each flank, and then he had Loris and Rose Knights, 
And then he had a unit. I could look it up. He had a unit of something else, too. I don't remember what it was. Infantry. I can look it up for you. So what, he, uh, what was the army? Uh, Loris. Yes. Loris uh, and Stannis as the two options? Yep. All right. So the Loris list, uh, was it Rose Knights Loris, Rose Knights Braun, yep. Sentinels Pikemen, Brathian Wardens, Olena, Marjorie, and Peter. Uh, no, that that is incorrect. The the list I sorry I have in her front of me. It's Rose Knights Loras, um, Wardens with Brawn, Flayed Men, Hedge Knights, Eldon, Courtney, and Tycho. Yep, that's the one. So. Oh okay. I just on one flank. It's like okay, I have to fight him. I have to kill him. He marked Screamers and Outriders, and I had them on my right across from his Hedge Knights and Loras. So I just kept them out of charge range of the hedge knights, just kind of sat there. So if he brought his hedge knights forward to support the other side of the table, then I countercharge him. If he tries to attack the two marked units I had, he gets one charge in and then gets sworn by two units. So I just kind of sat back and controlled the table that way on that side. And then on the other side, I just sold out. I sent my other three units over there, failed my first charge with the Harakars, but, <coughs> excuse me, Drogo got in, into the Flayed Men, and it was tough. Um, you know, I don't, ex uh, on paper, I should win that kind of matchup, you know, between the two armies fairly easily, but he's a good player, protected himself very well in his positioning, and it, again, it's an army of three up saves that I'm trying to cut through without sundering. And he's cutting through my five-up saves. So there was actually a time in that list where I'm sitting there thinking, I'm about to lose the first round to Baratheons. <laughs> <laughs> and going into the last round of the game, score was four to five with me up. I was only up, you know, one point. I was down, I think I was down both screamers. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it wasn't looking good. You're like, ugh. But I went first, and I had... Assault orders. No, no, I took the swords as well. I did have assault orders, but I took the swords first. With Drogo into his flayed men, and I was lucky in that he had four wounds left, and I was able to war cry, pop the vulnerable. He still only took three wounds, but then failed the panic test, so I got the kill. Then I was able to overrun into the rear of Loris's unit, assassinate Loris, kill half the unit, and just kind of that was that was pretty much the end of it. I think the final score ended up being nine to four, but that was that was a key moment because then I had I had the rear charge on him. I still wasn't activated, still had assault orders. So I ended up with four attacks I think in one round with Drogo. And that saved my bacon. Um, round two was another lucky one for me in that my opponent had a Jon Snow hunter tracker list. And it was Two trackers, or I'm sorry, trackers, hunters, whatever, the seven-point infantry unit. Uh, he had two of those, one with Snow, one with Benjamin Stark. Or not Benjamin, wow, I'm out of it today. I apologize, guys. It's been a long trip. <laughs> I just flew back in this morning. But, yeah, Benjamin, the one-point attachment, <laughs> two units of conflict. The one with Sentinel. Yep, the one with Sentinel. Two units of cons, Ghost. In three NCUs, one of them being awful. 
And the reason I say I was lucky in that one is it was Clash of Kings, for one, and I'm Drogo, so that, that helps a little bit. And Bob from Gamers Haven or Sunday Slaughter or Bob from Ohio, I played him on TTS, and he had run the exact same list and beaten me with it. And I was, you know, I don't like to lose, so I was like, man, I need to figure out how to beat this list because I'm never losing this list again. So I played multiple practice games against that exact list, so I was 100% prepared. He said it on the table. I'm like, okay, well, first I'm going to do this, this, and this, and that's it. And that's essentially what happened. I was able to get a charge in with Drogo, killed John, and I was just kind of able to take it apart piecemeal. I had sell me exactly where I needed him most of the time because of my experience playing into that exact list. So because of that, that one ended up going my way 14-3, to 3, I think the score was. And then that was the end of the first day. Um, before so then, before then you I, jump into the ahead. second day, what uh, what's your um, list? I don't I don't know if we mentioned that yet. I don't think we did. I ran Drogo and Bloodriders, two Screamers, Outriders, and a unit of Hrakars with Selmy and Illyrio. And then I had Mod. Nice. But Mod was more of a make everyone take my anti-dragon list or take their anti-dragon list than it was actually a list I intended to play. <laughs> but more on that later. <laughs> so going into day two, I had all night to stew on it. And, you know, all the standings are up. So although our pairings weren't announced, like, we knew who we were playing. You know, it wasn't really a secret. So I'm looking at this gentleman from... Minnesota, and he's a, he was a Stark player with Umber and Roderick were his list, and I'm just like, what am I missing here? He, he's two and zero. He's he was crushing people too at that point. You know, he just didn't wasn't even breaking a sweat. So I was a little nervous. Like I don't know him, I don't know what I'm missing, and he is killing people. <laughs> so a day comes, we get there, we get set up. He's got uh, he's got his Umber list. He had three NCUs, and the scenario was wins a winner, which completely played into my hands. <coughs> uh, in that, I was, you know, you pick your objective cards. So I'm like, well, he's got three NCUs. I have two. He has four on the table drops. I have five. So I control the table, essentially, you know, four to five. He controls the board, but if I make him give me victory points every time he uses the board, then he no longer controls the board either. So I used all the objective cards that give your opponent a point. If you take the swords, if you take the horse, if you take the envelope, if you take his own first, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I kept hitting him with those. So throughout the game, you know, and I have Illyrio, which lets me swap zones with healing. So even if a zone's open, I can still get some value out of it, even if I wouldn't have normally. So in that way, I was able to control the board and there were multiple times, I think there was two, maybe even three rounds, I held field control all day because he refused to take the horse because he was going to give me a point and then get field controlled. So I essentially took five points out of his list just with objective cards and scenario, which is why I always harp on why it's more important to have two, two NCUs instead of three, but that's personal preference. Um, that was actually another game that, as it developed, I was – a little nervous about. He had great axes with a Mormont vet, and he just sent them right up the middle. 
I'm like, all right, cool. I'll get a nice charge in in the flank with my screamers. I do. I bounce off him more or less and do like four or five wounds, which I guess it's not really bouncing, but at the same time I was hoping for a little better for the flank charge. And he just turned around and killed my screamers. Like, oh, well, that's not a good start. So he had flayedmen as well. I charged my screamers into them. My my second set of screamers to tie them up. Like, well, if I tie them up all game, I'll kill the infantry and win the game that way. And I do like three wounds. <laughs> and he had Umber in, I think it was She-Bears. So he war cries me, you know, my screamers that already charged. And then he gets flank charge in, which is what I wanted. I wanted him to charge the flank of the screamers. I know it sounds crazy. But I had Drogo sitting there waiting. So I'm like, okay, he's going to charge the flank of my screamers. I'm going to charge him, and I'm going to kill Umber, and I'm going to get this game rolling. Well, he then had he then used his order. I had sell me on him. He used his order, the uh, take D3 wounds and get an auto six on the charge. And I went back and forth on it. I'm like, well, he needs a three up to connect. So there's a chance he fails it if I pop if I pop sell me. But if I don't pop sell me, he takes wounds. So I didn't pop sell me. And he connected. He took. He only took one wound. I was like, are you kidding me? Not only did he not take one wound, he did seven wounds on the attack and four more on the panic test. I think it was seven. Maybe it was six on the attack. Either way, I was down to one or two wounds left off that. And I was a little... So at this point, I'm rattled. I'm already down one screamer. I got two wounds left on, on another screamer, and the game hadn't even started yet. And uh, when I went ahead, I charged with Drogo. And when I did that, I knocked his unit down to about half. I was able to assassinate Umber. I'm like, all right, that's that's a good start. So then I follow it up, charge the same unit in the flank with Rakars. And I do enough wounds and knock him down to uh, one, uh, one wound left. And then he fails the panic test. Rolls a one on it. So if he had one extra had had one extra wound left, he would have survived and my game would have been done. But because I didn't pop the sell me previously and he had taken that one wound to get his six up charge, that was the difference. At that point, I then lost my second unit of screamers, but I was able to corral and kill his flayed men, and all of a sudden I've got three units, he had a unit of stormcrows left, and at that point he started taking zones on the tactics board to give me points to get out of there type of thing so he wouldn't get a tabling. Um, so it was really close. It, it hinged on a key moment that went my way. And that was that. He's a good player. He's And he was telling me that he and his cousin had only been playing for about a year. So he's they're both pretty impressive for how long they've been playing, and they'll probably go far in the game if they stick with it. And then his cousin is That's who I awesome. played the next game. Yeah. His cousin had what a coincidence. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, like I said, those are the kind of people that worry me the most because I was that guy for a while that nobody had heard of, and I just kind of snuck into tournaments and won them and then snuck back out. Well, so his cousin was, I guess it would have been 3-0 at the time, and he was just coming off of, uh, he had beaten John Hurley, and he had tabled two other people, I believe, if I remember right, and he was running a list that was one of the lists I had mentioned that I feared. Excuse me. Double flayed men. Roos. 
um, Poor Fellows, um, Tywin NCU. And that's where Brett comes in, because Brett was the reason I shared the list. This fine gentleman that he is had been in my ear for weeks. You know, if you run into that list, you're uh, you're going to lose, right? You know you're going to lose running that list. That's why you need mod. You need to run mod if you run into that. You know, <laughs> he is in my ear for weeks on this. <laughs> and I, I had no intention of even running mod. I hadn't even gotten her cards out. <laughs> But and then he's he's watching the matchups and, and all of a sudden my phone starts going off here. You're running mod, right? You better run mod or you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose if you don't run mod. You need to run mod. And I'm like, you know what? And then the scenario was announced and I'm like, you know what, he's right. The scenario was Dance with Dragons, so I'll just sit there, let him take the objectives, and then just walk down the line and kill him. One after the other. <laughs> I am never listening to Brett again. The funny thing this was kid, that he <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Because uh, this kid had balls of steel. What were you going to say? I'll let you finish. Okay. So, this kid had balls of steel, just, and he... All right. <laughs> you just, I'll, say, I'll say it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. so the kid had balls of steel, and he had no intention of playing the scenario. Not one bit. He never once took an objective... And he had one goal in his mind, and that was simply to kill me. And <laughs> he damn near did it. But go ahead. Say what you were going to say, then we'll move on. All right. I just thought the coincidence of Brett, you know, giving you that advice, and I was, like, super busy that day. Uh, and then I look at my phone finally, and I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, Brett, what are you telling him? I was like, you've only played that list once before. That's like the biggest no-no at a major event. Don't run something uh, you have no experience with. Granted, you know, with that said, Carl, I understand why you did it. Um, that's, I think that's like the exception. That's not like the rule. Um, but, you know, you could run, uh, and this is for the people listening, you know, the, you can run the most meta list out there that's considered to be so good uh, that nothing else comes close. But if you have no experience with it or, like, one game under your belt, it's really not going to be at nearly as effective as everyone is telling you the list is going to be. So, uh, and this is true with uh, even other games. You know, it could even be just any list. I've seen plenty of 40K lists that you look at it on paper and it looks like garbage, but the person piloting it gets first place at major events, you know, and you think to yourself, how? And then you run that list thinking, oh, well, if he can take first, I should be able to at least get a win at my local. But no, you, you have to understand all the intricacies of what you're playing. And in particular with you, Craig, your, you know, mother of dragons, you know, Dragons are like a whole, you know, another beast in, in the sense that they don't really operate like anything else in the game. That, you know, it's a little different if you're comparing like infantry to infantry. You kind of have a better grasp, but like dragons, they, they're kind of their own thing. And, you know, you're a good enough player that like, you know, you can kind of just pick something up and still do decent with it or good. But to like perform at that level, it's 
it takes uh, a lot of practice uh, to make sure that you are prepared for all the different uh, situations that might come up. But I just thought it was funny. I'm, <laughs> I looked at the chat, and I'm like, what are you doing, Brett? <laughs> but, yeah, go ahead. You finish, uh, finish how things went. Well, I assumed that he was going to go after objectives because, you know, that's normally how you win. So I had uh, I had her and Blackguard in the middle of the table moving towards the middle objective straight across from Flademan, and I had put spikes under the objective, and I'm thinking, well, he's going to want that objective, so I'll put spikes under it and then let him take it. And I'll bait him with it, make him think that if he doesn't take it, I'm going to, and score two points around. Well... He didn't care. <laughs> and then I had a dragon waiting <laughs> off uh, off to the side to counter charge, you know, when, when Mod was charged. Well, he pushed both his blade men side by side up. I'm like, okay, well, that's an issue. So I used that <laughs> dragon to charge the blade men, which is probably a mistake. But I, I couldn't take two charges from blade men either. So I charge, and I had a weakened token on the other blade men, so I'm like, oh, this will be fine. And it was not fine. I, first of all, I figured we'd go after the token with the second flame man and not try to double team the dragon, which was stupid on my part. Because I was, I was set that this guy's going to play the objectives. He, that was dumb on my part. So he, he charges Viserion in the flank, and I takes. He was weakened. He rolled eight hits. I'm like, cool, pop the weekend. And he's like, all right. And then he rolled 11 hits. So I was off to a very poor start, and I took seven wounds. I uh, got lucky on my dice rolls, which were the small council dice you gifted me, by the way. They saved my bacon. I'm like, all right, I'm still alive. This is fine. Top of next round, I'm like, I'm going to Tycho, and I'm going to survive this mess, and this one dragon is going to hold up these two weakened flayed men because I was just constantly throwing out weakened with Rhaegal. <coughs> and... So i like, all right, well, I'm the Tycho, and he's like, actually, I'm going to play the Bruce card, and you're going to lose Tycho's ability. So there's that. Like, oh, Boy. okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so then he's like, but I'm also going to pop Bruce, and I'm going to do four hits to him, and I'm going to panic Mother um, Dragons. And then he did, you know, the rest of it, like, panic and vulnerable her. I'm like, okay, did the four hits, killed my dragons. Now he is... Start of the round, he has two unoccupied, two two unactivated units of men staring down Mod, while my other two dragons were on the other flank, killing his infantry. And so it wasn't wasn't looking too good. I had the token with Mod, so I did have a lead on points at that point. Uh, he charged her and essentially he killed her, and then went after. Went after another dragon. Went after Drogon. And Drogon killed his poor fellows. The Flavemen and Drogon went back and forth. And Rhaegal was killing guardsmen on the flank that had his commander in it. So I had gotten an early lead uh, because I had taken that token. And then I got the poor fellow kill. So I had a lead at that point. And... I was up first. I'm looking at the board. I'm like, okay, Drogon has four wounds on it. The Flademen engaged with Drogon is down to two wounds left. The Guardsman engaged with Rhaegal has four wounds left. And 
Rhaegal is not wounded. So my only hope here is Rhaegal, because there was another unit of untouched flayed men that were within charge range of both. So whichever one went first was the one that was going to have a chance to survive, basically, whichever one of my dragons I did something with first. So I had put uh, uh, Daenerys Tactics card that gives you the plus one victory point for killing a unit on the Union engaged with Rhaegal. So I got that kill to jump up a couple more uh, victory points and then moved Rhaegal around the flank and I used swords to do it, so he was still unactivated. He comes in with Flayed Men, kills Drogon, and now it's two Flayed Men versus Rhaegal by himself. So I wasn't feeling too good at this point and you could probably go back and reread the group chat about how I was feeling about Brett at that moment as well for me listening to him. <laughs> It was not PG, but I charged Rhaegal into Flayed Men, killed him, bounced away, and thought, okay, I'm far enough away from the other Flayed Men, he might feel the charge, I might survive. So we go into round five, he activates first, he's got Flayed Men, I've got Rhaegal, they're both fully healthy, that's it, just one-on-one. -on -one. And if I had the lead, so if he moved to an objective, then I moved to an objective, and then he loses. So he had to table me at that point. So he charges, or he, he goes to activate. I use Swift Advance to back up. He still rolls a five on his charge and connects. I thought I was screwed, but I had the Iron Maid Flesh card. He, of course, had Counterplot, because why wouldn't he? <laughs> so he rolls to hit me. He hit me like eight, nine times, and the small council dice came in big. I only took three wounds and passed the panic test. And then the tactics board was still open, so the swords were still there, Rhaegal was unactivated, and I go first next round, and his flayed men are activated. So I just attacked three times and got the tabling. But Man. <laughs> did I deserve it? No, not really. I feel like I got completely outplayed by him that game and just got lucky at the end, and I'm never taking Brent's advice again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was See the thing the thing about Brett's was... advice is Brett's advice is awesome if it's for himself. <laughs> he knows how to decipher his own advice, but uh you know, I question his advice sometimes when uh when he's giving it to other people. I think he just uh you know, he's a little confused sometimes, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> we forgive him. <laughs> in, in his defense, we love him and Brett's great, but I got to give him some crap for this one. So, but it's also on me too. I didn't have to listen to him. I should have just ran Drogo. Um, I was convinced halfway through that game that there was no way I was getting out of it alive, and I just I, I lucked out. To be honest, I dodged a bullet there. But <clears throat> and that one that one had me up at four zero with four crushing victories, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, looking at the tiebreakers and everything else, everything was kind of set up for me at that point. So. So that was pretty much the tournament for me. Nice. Yeah, when you were uh, in the chat and you were talking about it, I was like, ah, he lost. You know, and not because I didn't have like faith, but you made it sound so like impossible. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that I was like, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Like things kind of fell into place at the end there, but I was just like, oh man, I was like, and I was telling uh, my nephew because he was hanging out with me. Uh, towards the end there, and I was like, no, you, you know, it's all because of that stupid, uh, you know, picking uh, that list. 
because like I said, you know, right when I saw the chat, I'm like, no, don't do it, because <laughs> I wasn't sure if you had uh, actually picked it yet, because I kind of was behind on the chat. So, <laughs> but at least it worked yep. out, even if even if it was down to the wire. And hats off to the um, cousins, man. Like I can't say enough how good they are as players and as dudes. I mean, they're they're fun opponents and very skilled. All right, so uh, we're gonna go with uh, Carl next because I know you're uh, not feeling all that great, and uh, you know um, I want to give you a chance to kind of get uh, get your experience out there. Um, so. Let's see. All right. You are unmuted. Uh, so how did the day go for you? Uh, are you talking about me day one? Uh, just Sorry, overall. Am I, am, I, um, am I still muted? Yeah, so day one, uh, you know, kicking things off, uh, say say all the speeches and all that and get everybody going and no more reminders and, and all right, let's have fun. Uh, first up was Austin Musgrove, Night's Watch. I was like, all right, nice watch, round one. So uh, <laughs> this, is how, this is how this is going to go. And uh, I don't even remember the most. Fire and blood, I think it was. Uh, he, he pretty much just dominated me. Uh, I squeaked out a, a narrow loss, though, so I was proud of myself for that. Um, but it was a mode that I think I only played once in the last like, year. I'm not a fan of it. Um, didn't really practice it. Like I said, I didn't really get to practice games in, period. But uh, in, in our own locale, we, we usually don't run it. So just lack of experience in the mode and uh, nice to watch the I mean, that, that list was brutal and it was really, really uh, perfect for Fire and Blood, I think. I mean, it was, um, I can't remember, uh, Dungeon, Crossbows, Double Hunters with Hardened Rangers and something else. Uh, and uh, an awful War Machine into you. And it was just, it was just hits after hits after hits after hits. Uh, and it eventually got me. Um, so after that, I was like, all right, let's go to the bar. All right? Uh, my, <laughs> my chances of winning are over. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's, all, that's also when uh, the big announcement <laughs> was made public from CMOS. So it was like uh, more of a reason to go to the bar. Cause it, it just, I know CMOS trying to show love and, and do something great, but it was just uh, the timing of it and everything was just kind of put me in a really weird spot, right? So. Um, I had to make like a really weird in the middle of an event announcement about it and stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, I just kind of was like, all right, it's a uh, casual time for me from here on. I'm still going to try to win, but I'm not stressed about trying to take the event anymore. And then, uh, round two comes, um, round two. I can't even remember. What was round two? Do you have it up? Uh, Flash of King. Yes. Oh, right. So so I literally took Umber because I want to get my damn stats badge, and I cannot win with freaking Great John Umber. So I took Great John Umber for this exact situation where if I lost round one, I'm just going to play Umber until I win, basically, try to get my try to get my badge. And, um, and I sneaked out uh, a victory there. Um, I don't even remember who I played, though, because, like I said, after round one, it was uh, party time. Um, and then, and then I really I don't know uh, who, who, who what was who, uh, who, who did I play? <laughs> it was uh, Sean Adams, uh, and he ran a great yeah. Oh, the great joys! Oh man, that was that dude knew what he was doing. That was uh, that, I, I remember the game now. 
that was a uh, oh, it was it was really good. It was a really good uh, sneaky victory by me because what what I did was is uh, I set up the optimal Clash of Kings play, which is take the take the objectives and throw my commander unit into the middle of the board and let him die, right? But I let him die on the round when uh, he went first. So I redeploy and go first, and I and I rear charge with Ray John, um, and then after that it was just it was it was done. But that that little one two three punch uh, that Clash of Kings lost, yeah. Uh, it, it became really, really brutal. So I got it off, and that's what gave me the, gave me the win. Um, day day two comes, and, um, you know, the, the the lesson is, or not the lesson, but the kind of mentality is preparations in this kind of event for after the event's over. Uh, but I did not follow that rule. So once again, Saturday morning is uh, a little hazy. But um, it was winds of winter, I believe, um, and rounds three and four, no, I, I want to say this was, uh, this, was it the start here? No, Maybe round not. three, you played me, actually. Round three, I played With Dakota. No, no points yeah. destroyed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, man, that, yeah, that mode was not very fun. Um, you were great to have <laughs> off the table, but it was just like, we were just consistently trying to prevent the other person from scoring. That's all it was, um, and I sneaked that out. I mean, there's, there, as far as the game, like how things went down, it wasn't really like I don't remember any super memorable moments except for the the clash in the middle of the board. I, I survived and got to score the two points uh, for controlling the middle objective, and that was pretty much the, the the way I won that one. So just more of my veterans doing their thing. Um, Round four was the start mirror. Round four and five were the cousins, Kang and Kang, and they, they came to play. They, they knew what they were doing, Stark and Lannister, and uh, I can't compliment them enough on um, just being new to the community and throwing down, throwing down hard. They're, they're really good players. Um, for Feed the Crows, it was simply uh, basically the biggest thing of the game was he chose terrain first. Oh, and we didn't really talk about this. I think, or I didn't hear you guys talk about this, but the way that we had to do terrain we're very limited in supply, and the idea was that that Chio was going to um, uh, uh, supply the terrain via Simon, right? So Simon was sending me terrain, and I was going to have terrain on every table for everybody. So we were very short on that. We didn't, I didn't really get much. So what was really interesting about the event was that in the pool of terrain, there was only one piece that was a double-sided uh, corpus pilot or weirwood. So if you pick a weirwood, there's no coach pile. If you pick a coach pile, there's no weirwood, right? So that was a really cool thing about the event, I thought. And in this game, it really mattered. Peace for Crow, uh, not Peace for Crow. Um, uh, was it Peace No, it wasn't Peace for Crow. He picked a coach pile. Um, hold and ready. That was a hold and ready? I think so. Uh, thank you. Yeah, memory's, memory's failing. Uh, he picked a coach pile, and... Um, as soon as he did, we're like, we were starting to deploy and get the game in. He was like, ah, oh, crap, I shouldn't have picked a close file. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it really showed uh, my black guards, her massage, my slave men. Um, it was just uh, uh, panic fail after panic fail. Uh, or no, it was the dragon, that's what it was. And I kept taking those tokens. So um, his war cries were failing because he, he dropped the close file and, and deployed his she bears right next to it. So. 
Um, I just got lucky that, that he chose that close file. Uh, but anyways, uh, the last game, is really, uh, it was a highlight for me for the whole event as far as game goes because I should have lost. I got beat. Like, I got beat down hard. Um, I, I should not have won that game, but uh, we were going like 20 minutes over on time, so I had to call last round. And uh, at the end of that round, he charged me with Slagman. Um, took out everyone except for Greg John. This is my last model I had left. And I failed, uh, or I passed the panic test. He used the panic token, and I passed again. And then I retreated in position so that he couldn't charge me anymore, and I won that way. Uh, but he, he kicked my ass. <laughs> so so uh, a big compliment to Kang for uh, running Lannisters like a boss. Uh, I should have lost that game. But um, every single opponent was amazing. I can't thank them enough for being, like, super cool. And uh, and just I, I'd love to see them on a coffee table again. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's the highlights. Nice. Uh, um, which I'm call it again. I I want to thank you for kind of you know stepping up into that role and you know getting all this uh, kicked off. Um, and congrats though. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned uh, that you ended with uh, third place. Um, and especially after that first uh, first round loss, you know. A lot of times that uh, that can happen, you know. You you get that first round loss, and you know, yes, the more than likely the possibility to get it first, depending on how many people you have and how many rounds, is basically zero percent uh, or super low chance. But um, if you can, you know, pull off kind of what you did, you know, it just goes to prove that you can still place really high, and you know. Whenever I go to a main event, yeah, of course I'm shooting for first, but I kind of hold it like my own standards. You know, I just I walk away happy as long as I I had fun and I feel like I did well. Like I didn't, uh, you know, I did everything I could. Now that leaves room for me to do bad uh, in the sense that, like uh, record-wise, like I could have a bad record, but if I just the way the things kind of fell and I faced a bunch of like really strong opponents and I did everything I could and um, you know I kind of I try to I judge it by like character and by how much fun I have because that's at the end of the day what's important. If you're not having fun with this, I mean, you know, with anything in life, like if you have a hobby and it's not fun for you, then you know. You, kind of have to like reevaluate uh the hobby itself and or maybe you know another hobby so um you know uh congrats again on uh third place um dakota right before yeah, we thanks. go to you uh oh go ahead uh carl yeah i just wanted to send off um uh, thanks for having me uh i i i won a cool uh third place little dragon egg dice roller trophy so thanks richard again for your awesome prizes um and all the all uh, all the other prizes went to the to the players. It's just one of those situations as uh, as a CEO, I don't take prizes, so I'm happy everyone got tons of stuff. And um, and yeah, oh, I was gonna say something else, I already forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that had darn alcohol. It's gone. It's gone now <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um, it was a blast. I just want to thank everybody for coming and being just awesome players. Um, man. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And congrats to uh, 
Craig, and uh, just tell you guys are awesome. Good to meet you. And uh, Jen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's nice meeting you too. All right. So uh, I was going to have a special uh, guest come on in just a second because he only has like five or so minutes to talk, but he had to go do an errand real quick. So he'll be uh, on in about 10 minutes. Uh, so uh, for now, we'll uh, we'll finally get to the main guest of tonight's show, Dakota. <laughs> yeah, sure. The main, main guest. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, thanks for having me on again. Um, so it was an awesome tournament. Um, so for me, day one, so my two lists, I'll just kind of give a quick run through before I start talking. I brought uh, John Hunter's uh, Watch Marshall Vanguard's Ghost uh, Conscript with a Watch Recruiter Conscripts. GR Awful Amon, pretty standard Night's Watch list. And then the other list, which was basically tuned to be an anti-Drogo list, was uh, Awful Vets, uh, Scorpions with the Scorpion modification, the Builder version, uh, two of them. Uh, Mercs with the Builder, and then two conscripts, then uh, Gior and uh, Baelish as the two NCUs. So it was uh, six drops, two NCUs um, list. Um, and the thought behind the list was, so John, I mainly took him to deal with like infantry spam uh, because my awful list can't deal with that at all. So I was like, okay, I can, I, I've gotten, honestly, you know, you said your rules were, play stuff that you've played before, you'll do better. I've never played John before. I've played against him, but I was just like, if I need to kill infantry, he's going to be the guy I go with, and this is what I wanted to take. Um, uh, you know, him and Awful as an NCU, it just, you can kind of clean up some uh, models pretty easily. Uh, and then, like I said, the Awful list, I was basically going to play this into anything that had like double cav or um, any list that was kind of built around playing with Cav, you know, even if it was like a Lannister Plateman type of thing, uh, because it gets really hard to actually get within um, attacking distance of those Scorpion crews, um, just with the uh, Overwatch and everything that's going on, and they can clean up Cav in two attacks, so. Um, uh, they work on the Dragons too, right? Uh, yes, yes, they do work on Dragons as well. Um, I would have... Potentially, yes, I would have even played this against Mod if I would have. It would have been a little bit dicier um, because her card does basically like ne negate the attacks, so you'd have to connect pretty well um, on them. But her uh, fire, I believe it's fire made, made flesh. Um, it can uh, it can you know hurt them pretty good. Uh, so so that is the one thing. And we also in the in the tournament we rule the ruling was that Overwatch had to be basically front arc, long-range front arc, um, which that's how we ruled it, just because there isn't you know, an actual official FAQ on if you can use it out of the side arc um, if you have line of sight that direction. Um, so that's that's how we played it. That's how we ruled it for, for the tournament. It was ruled like that a week before, so we all knew um, that's how it was going to be played. Um, that would have been the same for, like, uh, Stark Bowman if they'd have had the attachments. Um but yeah, no, so, uh, one question real quick. Uh, weren't uh, list uh, requirements, though, um, before that? I thought I had saw, an, like, an email or something. So so lists were actually due before that. Um, they had backed it up because – so Carl ended up, since he had so many players that had ghosted, he 
I think it was like a week before he had everybody um, locked their list. So it was actually like two weeks before. I know that, that I think that ruling was made. Um, but he had oh. everybody a week before lock their list, but he wasn't making them do until day of. Um, like if you're on stats, they locked, but he wasn't going to, I don't think he, I think he said he wasn't going to give out a penalty if somebody wasn't on stats and they actually showed up just because there's players out there that weren't on stats and he couldn't, you know, just the problems with kind of getting hold of everybody since he took over late. Um, he didn't want to have to penalize anybody for maybe not getting the information, um, even though he'd emailed it. So uh, I, th- yeah, I believe it was like they were locked a week beforehand, but like day of, if somebody submitted, there wasn't going to be any issues. Um, so I think it was like two weeks before, two or three weeks before that that ruling was out on Overwatch. Um, so I didn't know that going in. Um, so those are just kind of an overview on my list. Um, so round one, I actually... I knew that this would happen. I opened up with uh, Sean Beck, who played Greyjoys in Fire and Blood. So I hadn't played John before, and I was like, all right, yeah, no, best way to start this tournament is by just jumping in and playing something I hadn't yet. Uh, so uh, Fire and Blood, um, I had him deploy first, so I ended up deploying last, and I actually got to choose who was first player. Um, so I actually dropped everything except for my Vanguard, and I used their outflank because I knew... Um, with his list, which was all infantry, if he didn't kind of stay back or turtle up, I could drop him in behind him um, going first round two, and I would just make that play. Even if uh, I just make sure that the rest of my armor is pretty safe, um, not have really too many issues, um, and go ahead and do that play. And that's basically what happened. Um, round one, the only thing that was exciting, well, I wouldn't even say exciting, I uh, used awful. I killed like half, it was like half a unit of Bowman or something crazy, uh, which they were marked. And then I dropped the Vanguard behind him in the beginning of round two. Um, so those Bowmen pretty much um, weren't too much of a factor, but he did his first act- activation, um, which I kind of didn't see. I should have measured a little bit better, but he was able to uh, use Wendemir, um, and he got Newt Reavers up and were able to charge Ghost because I was trying to keep Ghost close enough to like impact kind of where John was if I wanted to like double turn with him. Um, so it was kind of my like, – I messed up. I left Ghost hanging. Um, and he got the kill on him. Um, but then I know I, like John had line of sight on where Newt was and he was actually able to take him, care of him pretty quickly. Um, and then after that, um, pretty, I mean, only thing else that really happened, um, he had his iron makers, which were the only thing I really couldn't deal with because I couldn't deal with armor. They actually one shot a unit of my conscripts. Um, so it goes to my conscripts where I lost and then, um, I kind of cleaned up everything except for those iron makers and uh, it was a good game. He kept it going. I believe it went to round five. I couldn't chase down a last unit of Bowman. Um, till the very end while he was using iron makers to chase down conscripts basically. So uh, it kind of came a cat and mouse of who could get to the other units first. Um, and it ended 10, six, um, but good game, pretty standard victory. Um, my second game then um, clash of Kings was against Austin Musgrove which uh, it was another thing where I was like, if I played Night's Watch, I'd run John because um, a lot of infantry and I felt like I could just play the game mode a little bit better with John. And that's pretty much what happened. He actually, I didn't, I deployed my Vanguard um, and didn't hold him off because he held off his. Um, So I was like, okay, I'll just keep mine back. If he deploys them, you know, when he goes first, I can uh, scoot in there, but I kind of saw an opening in round two and like put round two and push one of his flanks um, and put a lot of pressure on one of his ranger hunters. Um, 
And actually, it took it, it might have taken pretty much the whole round, but I took care of one of his unit of rangers hunters, and I kept him from actually deploying his vanguard um, that round. So he actually, I think he ha- had to keep them off until round three or four um, until he lost a unit, which is pretty um, pretty pivotal just because it kept him from getting that activation. Um, and he also, I mean, the only other stand-up thing is, I know he had Benjamin and his crossbows in the middle of the table. He pushed him up to the center objective. And, I mean, I basically stayed away from that, um, like the plague, just because I knew um, with its uh, uh, one of Benjamin's cards of just activating and get shot, um, I could be in for a world of hurt if I just if I got too close. And just trying to charge off on that unit with a bunch of units without any armor was going to be tough. Um, so I basically was like circling that unit on the table. Um, and then he had one awesome play where he hit a charge. He ba- like he basically had to try to make, he was trying to make a play to get back in it to kill John. So he hit a, a good charge onto conscripts and then he hit a, a 12 inch retreat and he retreated towards John who might've had a couple wounds on him at that time. And he was able to shoot at him and he did like six wounds on, on John's unit which put him down to last rank. And it was just like, Oh, like that's not good. But um, I was able to heal up and then um, kind of all into every other unit onto that unit so that John wouldn't die um, before then. Um, but it was, it was a pretty intense game. Um, he, he played really well. I know he, um, I know talking to him, he was basically just had played in most of his local meta. Um, he hasn't played on like tabletop sim- simulator or anything like that. So I was like talking to him um, I actually added him to a bunch of the discords. So if he wanted to, he was going to look about getting it um, that we could jump on and, you know, follow kind of everybody and try to find some games. Um, Cause I think he did say he was moving over to like Europe. So he'd, you know, just like another way to play. Um, but he was awesome. It was awesome talking to him. Um, and it, he, you know, he was a great guy. Um, so that ended my first day. I was up 2-0. Um, I hadn't had to use my awful list yet, which I was, Confident and awful, but I was still nervous because it relied a lot on just rolling good with dice. Um, so I felt good not having to use it yet. Um, uh, and then, like Craig said, you know, going into day two, we all pretty much knew who we were going to play the next day, even though matchups were in our mouth. So I, ca- I saw Carl's list, and his list, um, he didn't really talk about him too much, but it was uh, he had Great John Umber and Sworn Swords, Berserkers Vets, um, Berserkers with Mormons Vets, two of them. She bears with Rickon, Asha, and then Eddard, Yakin, and Catelyn. And then he had a Roos list. Um, it was uh, Roos, Great Axes, Flayed Men, She Bears, Blackguard, um, uh, Eddard, Catelyn, uh, Baelish. Um, and looking at mine, I was thinking he would run Great John. Um, just because I was, I was kind of anticipating, like, okay, he might not want to put his Flayed Men out there to get killed by Awful. Um, so I, in my mind, I picked, I had to pick John because I was like, okay, it's going to be great. John first John. And then we pulled winds of winter. And, you know, for the most part, the game was uneventful. Um, we basically scored off holding objectives and, um, the game actually went to time. It was just kind of a, a, a mosh pit in the middle of the table. Um, me trying to contest the center objective, uh, cause that was like his last mission that got pulled. And then mine was controlling the NCU board. Cause I knew, um, I've played people before and they just can't not go to the NCU board. So I always try to pick those missions just to make them have to make a decision when I can just, I mean, I just try to stay disciplined enough of not using my NCUs. Like I just won't use them 
I'll use what's on the table. Um, and I've played in one like that before where people just, they get too antsy and they're like, oh, I got to activate this NCU and give up victory points. Um, but Carl didn't do so, it at all. He's... Go ahead. Uh, I just, uh, I just had a quick question looking at the round three. Um, mm -hmm. I notice every round has 22 players, but round three has a buy with 21 players. Do you know what happened there? Yeah, actually. So one of the guys actually had to sit out around three because his son, I think, went to a chess tournament um, or was in a chess tournament there in the morning and it wasn't going to be done in time. Um, so we actually told Carl, he's like, you're going to have to like give me a loss for the round. I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm watching my son play in a chess tournament. Um, so he was cool with that. And the guy actually, he made it back in for the fourth round. Um, I don't know if it, if it's nice. some lost out. I'm not sure what it was. I know he said he won like three games. Um, but he said, you know, he just had to dip out. He, had, he was, you know, going to watch his son. Um, he wasn't going to play in a tournament to miss his son playing. So um, that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so the one player did get a buy um, because of that. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, yeah, I was looking. I was like, wait, there's a buy here. And then I started looking at all the other rounds. I'm like, there's no other buys. Yeah, um, yeah that, that was the buy. <laughs> um, yeah, so mine and Carl's, it was wins and winner, and it just it turned into – who could control the center objective? And he actually got there first with uh, Berserkers and a Mormon event. And I just cannot knock him down a rank to contest him. Um, and he ended up getting two points to my four and it went on time. Um, and it was at the end of the game where it was like, you know, the round was going to end and I'm like, okay, how can I essentially try to generate a point for myself to draw a hit or like maybe get ahead something. Um, but I just, I couldn't, there was like, there was no play. I had both watches end is out. I actually had a unit conscripts with one wound left and I was like, I could kill them, play my watches ended, like reactivate an attack. But it was just like, I'm only going to kill one unit and I'm basically one for one swapping. And it, it, it just didn't work um, with how it was. So it was, it was a well-played game by both of us. I know there wasn't really anything I think either of us would have done differently. Um, it was just kind of a grind. Um, and then that uh, led into. Hey, uh, I, I've, I've got a question because I am a <laughs> literally two minutes at this point before I have to go. I've kind of been sitting on here waiting, waiting for a chance. Um, He's just shy. You know, just to He's just shy. No, no. Just to, <laughs> just to preface this a little bit, um, some of our listeners are obviously in the Sunday Slaughter Discord and they're in the Stats Discord, and so they know that there's been you know, kind of this debate about Blood Riders versus Othel, and obviously Carlo, Carlo and I did this um, match that ended up getting a ton of viewers, actually. It was a really, really, really good game. Um, I took Blood Riders. Uh, Carlo took the crossbow Othelist. It was a really, really tight game. I think, um, you know, what happened happened. With a, I think with a little bit more luck, I could have I could have had the game, but um, anyway, there's this debate. So I'm curious while I've got you and Craig on the line. Uh, Dakota, you took Nightwatch. Obviously, you mm -hmm. took Othel. You brought Scorpion. Looks like as a hard counter to Targaryens, in particular Blood Riders, because of Scorpions ignore defensive saves. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the question I have for myself and for our listeners, obviously you and Carl play a ton of games. Maybe they don't all get put on stats. Was yeah. that a choice because you – had attempted to play the double crossbows list and the blood riders just ate you up or was it just you wanting like a better counter to the anticipation of seeing blood riders? 
So I, I guess the question is, did you factually play games and lose to Drogo Bloodriders when you tried double crossbows, or was it just in your head? Uh, so I had not actually played Drogo or played awful double crossbows versus Drogo. I've seen it played. Um, in my head, the way that it works out is Drogo can beat him because he has expert, he has sell me Yakin, he can pull orders, he can kill activations, and he can kind of wear you out and you have not a ton of mobility. So you're going to basically lose points to one of his ability. Um, not like victory points, but lose points on the table. So it, for me, like, yeah, you could have played it. It turns it into a tough match. I think it turns, I mean, it's a tough one for both of it. And, and Carl, so Carl actually put this awful list together and he was like, he plays Drogo and he's like, this is the list that scares me because it's auto wounding, it's unlimited range, and you basically can't get close to it. Like those are the things that it goes into. Like if you get within 12 inches of those, you're taking three dice on twos and you're going to generate six wounds. Um, so me and him played it out. Like I wasn't like completely sold on first. Me and him played like six or seven practice games and he beat me once. And he beat me in Game of Thrones where he basically was like, I'm not interacting with you. I'm going to sit on objectives. And that's how he beat me. And it was just like, okay, we know the weakness now. So um, I'm 100% bought on Awful Scorpions um, for the right game modes. If it's like a five objective game mode, it doesn't really work well. Um, and that's real negative for it. Um, which kind of that'll like segue into my game four where I did play Drogo um, in Dance with Dragons. So it basically favored me. And I played Joe Bats. Um, I've talked to him before on Discord. Um, um, he did a tournament that me and Carl did, um, and he ran Cal Drogo. And it was basically a list I wanted to see and a game mode I wanted to see, and I tabled him in round three, um, I believe it was. So um, real quickly, like he went first um, in the round. I think he took letters um, or something. I'm not, I'm not remembering what he did. I Baelished. Hey, uh, real quick, I'm going to interrupt you again. I'm sorry. Go, go because ahead. I have to go. Um, it's, uh, tonight I take kids to the YMCA and do, like, swim and activities and stuff, so I'm, I'm on a very strict time budget tonight. But mm -hmm. I just wanted to say before I go, congratulations to you for coming in second place. Congratulations to Craig for winning the event. And uh, congratulations to our guest, Carl, for coming in third. And uh, who... Who ended up placing fourth? Yeah, I, I actually uh, placed fourth. It was Stoke. Oh, okay. Stoke so who, took, who second? took second? Stoke That's took second. right. Okay, cool. Well, congratulations to everybody that was involved. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing all of you guys in Indy for Nationals. It's going to be a really fun time. Um, for me. No, but congratulations. Very well played. Um, <laughs> the field was tough. Um, I think there were some kind of unexpected contenders there. Uh that no one had heard of. The Pokemon Masters looked like they had a pretty good handle of the game, um, and they seemed like they were giving people fists. I know one of them came really close to beating Craig with that, that Roost double flayed men list, but I don't have time to sit and talk about it. But congratulations again. <laughs> congratulations to everyone, who, to everyone who played, everyone who showed up and uh, did their best. Um, it looked like a pretty tough tournament. It looked like there was some uh, pretty cool, unique, and uh, different lists out there. So, uh, Congratulations to everyone, and I, I hope you all had a blast. But I've uh, I got to run, so see you later. See you later. See you, Brett. All right, is he is he is he gone? <laughs> Finally, I don't know how he got in here.
but you know. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, round yeah, four, so, right? Yeah. So jump it back into round four. So this was basically a Drogo list that I was kind of anticipating. I mean, I've seen a lot of these. I know a lot of people play online. It's Drogo Blood Riders, a dragon, a cav unit. It's either like that's uh, Jorah or like some sort of freedman. Like there's it's like screamers or outriders or something like that. So it's essentially a lot of mobility and you're going to kill a bunch of stuff. Um, and I did the deployment that I basically practiced where you like sit in a corner and make him come get you. Um, he, I don't remember, I believe he went first and I think he took letters first. Um, and then my first thing I bailished onto the, the bags, uh, just to make sure I had it turned on for later if I would have pulled cards. Um, and I shot off the sword and I rolled two sixes and I took Jorah off the board first, my first activation. Um, and then uh, I ended up my, he went and he just basically, he started coming at me um, because he had to at that point. And then I Jorah got, you know, the plus one dice, plus one to hit. And then my next, uh, once I finally started activating scorpions, the first roll, I threw four wounds onto Rhaegal. Um, and, you know, that was, that was first round. So first round he had a dragon at half health and lost Jorah. Uh, and then, uh, Rhaegal, so it kind of went around two, basically kept coming at me and, you know, I rolled good. I killed Rhaegal and all he had left were vets and blood riders. Um, I know I got to charge off with my, um, mercs into his veterans just to keep them from charging me or not into his veterans, into his blood riders to keep them from getting a charge into me, even though I knew I'd lose the unit eventually. Um, which I did, which basically just turns into, you know, I got my cards on them and I just keep shooting with those scorpions and I know I'm going to lose some units. And by the time, you know, he cut through my conscripts and mercs and a scorpion, but then I, you know, I finally tabled him with a scorpion and then also who is finally on an objective. Um, so it, it basically turns into who can kill the other first. Um, if you kind of get into like my mercs and conscripts um, where you kind of get out of line of sight, um, which it's kind of exciting because, you know, it's like if he would have had, I think, an overrun, he could have potentially took off my other Scorpion, but he just didn't. Um, and he couldn't get out of long range. And he had like four wounds left on his last unit of veterans. Um, so that was, you know, that was pretty much my round four, um, which was dance. And, you know, that was pretty much the tournament for me as well. Um, oh yeah, because uh, you you're round five for everyone that was uh, uh, listening before uh, was actually Craig and Dakota, and Craig covered that one, um, which was close. Uh, it was ten to ten, and Craig had six points uh, killed, and you had five, so it came down to one point. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it came down to a point. Um, it, you know, it ended up being, you know, a draw and whatnot. But basically at that point, we knew how the, the tournament was shaken out. Um, if the only thing that made me win was if I could crushing win him, the only thing that kept him from losing that tournament was, uh, I think, me crushing, crushing beating him. So, uh, yeah, so that's how it worked out. And then we both basically, he won, and uh, I got my invitation to Nationals. Nice. Congrats. Uh, yep. They did uh, top four, right, for yep, invites? Yep. Yep, it was top four for invites. 
That's awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. So with that said, uh, I do want to mention one uh, thing Carl had forgot to mention. He messaged me and asked if I'd uh, uh, give a shout-out to the Judge Council. Uh, he had some volunteers um, that really helped him out uh, and answered some rule, rule questions and whatnot. Um, so he wanted to give a shout-out for them. Um, uh, Craig, is there anyone you wanted to give a shout-out to? Uh, I already have, but Carl, again, for stepping in like he did. Uh, and then the prize support that was put in by the previous gentlemen who were originally running the tournament. Um, and then uh, just everyone who made it made it a great, a great time. <coughs> and Simon for doing the whole Nationals invite thing. I thought that was pretty cool and unexpected. But, mm. Yeah, that was very unexpected. How- yeah, I, I'd, like, um, I'd like to shout out Carl, too. I know he, he took that over late. Um and it turned into, you know, basically him trying to get that thing organized in a couple weeks um, just because the previous organizers, they couldn't make it. You know, they had, you know, stuff that came up and that was more important than making it to a tournament. Um, so, yeah, so he took over and did a great job. Um, and, you know, he made some he made some good calls, you know, I, which I thought were pretty good calls along the way where um, for a TO. So, you know, shout out to him again. And then shout out to, you know, the previous TOs, you know, unfortunately couldn't make it, but um, they did have it set up to be a pretty fun weekend. Yeah, and I, you know, I'll, I'll third again the shout out for Carl, or fourth it or fifth it. I'm sure everyone's uh, super grateful to Carl because, you know, this awesome event that went off would not have happened if someone didn't step up into the role to uh, to run it. So, um, you know, it's it's nice to see you know a major event um, kick off. Uh, attendance, attendance, obviously not what um, what some would have wanted, but I still think 22 players is uh, an awesome number um, to have. Uh, so I can't wait for the next one. I don't even know what day the uh, Nationals are for Indy, um, but as soon as I do, I'm going to be shouting that one out a lot, unless you guys know. I don't know if they set a date yet or not. Uh, I, be- I believe it's the first weekend in August. I think that far, man. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm I'm itching to get to a big event, and uh, man, August is just too far away. They should just make it next month. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, all right, guys. I want to thank both of you guys for coming on uh, again. Uh, for those listening, uh, Craig for first, Carl took uh, third, and uh, Dakota took fourth. Um, you know it awesome records uh you know awesome performances i'm very impressed with the uh gun line list that uh you're running um i'm i'm curious to see how it uh plays out in some testing because uh, that's one thing i i haven't really dabbled too much in is uh the the catapults or the scorpions um and uh, I'm definitely kind of excited to try that list out just to kind of see uh, how it plays. I understand, like, it has some weaknesses, but uh, I'll keep that in mind. Um, all right. Uh, with that said, thank you all for listening in. Um, I, you know, best thing you could do to help support us is like, share, uh, like our page, share out the show wherever you can. Um I mentioned in the description that if we are not on a platform that you 
guys would like us uh, to be on, uh, just suggest it to us, and we'll see about adding it. But otherwise, we are on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podtail, Owltail, and Podbay. Uh, and that's because we uh, don't really care where you listen. Um, you know, we're out there just to kind of give you guys some content, and we're more than happy to add some more stuff uh, if it helps uh, you listen to our show. Um, also, join our Discord. On there, you can discuss uh, um, just anything, and um, and if you want to give us some suggestions for uh, show topics, uh, you can join it as well. There should still be an active link either on our Facebook page or a couple of the groups. You might have to scroll down a bit to find it, but, um, but you can uh, find us there. Again, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, couldn't couldn't have done the show uh, without you, or at least not. Uh, not very good if I was just sitting here by myself kind of, you know, talking about the little information I knew. So I, I great, greatly appreciate you guys coming on. Anytime. All right. With that said. Yeah, no um, problem. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, with that said, uh, let's talk some more. Um, no, <laughs> uh, with that said, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in. This is the small council radio and it is dismissed.